Welcome to the Paralegal Voice, where you hear the latest issues and trends in the world of paralegals and legal assistance by two of the best-known paralegals in the industry, Vicki Voison and Linda Venny. Each of them paralegals for over 20 years and both dedicated to helping legal professionals reach their goals. You're listening to the Legal Talk Network. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Paralegal Voice. Thanks for joining us for our monthly podcast here on Legal Talk Network. I'm Vicki Voison, a NALA Advanced Certified Paralegal, calling in from Charlevoix, Michigan, where I work as a paralegal at Running Wise and Ford. I call myself the Paralegal Mentor and publish a weekly e-zine titled Paralegal Strategies. More information is available at paralegalmentor.com. And with me today is my co-host, Lynn Deveni. Thank you, Vicki. Uh, for any of our listeners who have not already subscribed to Vicki's wonderful easing, you should do it as soon as you finish listening to this podcast. Uh, as Vicki said, I'm Lynn Deveni. I'm a North Carolina State Bar certified paralegal who works for a small civil rights firm, Elliot Pishko Morgan in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. I blog for paralegals at practicalparalegalism.com. The goal of the Paralegal Voice is to discuss a wide range of topics important to the paralegal industry and share with you leading trends, significant developments, and resources that we think you'll find helpful in your careers and also your everyday jobs. We'll also have guests on the program to help us explore timely topics. And of course, we have sponsors. Today, we welcome our sponsor, Terrace. That's T-E-R-I-S. Terrace offers a full suite of litigation support services. On today's show, we'll talk with our guests about the opportunities provided by membership in a professional association. Joining us are Georgette Lovelace, RP, and Tracy L. Young, RP, representing the National Federation of Paralegal Associations, also known as NFPA. Georgette Lovelace, RP, is currently the president of NAFPA. She previously held the office of treasurer and director of finance for two and a half years. She has been PACE registered paralegal since June of 2005. Georgette earned a bachelor's degree in legal studies from Quinnipiac University in 1980. She has been a paralegal for 30 years and is currently a litigation paralegal at Sussman, Duffy, and Segaloff, PC in New Haven, Connecticut, practicing in the areas of professional malpractice defense, municipal defense, and plaintiff's personal injury. Georgette currently serves on the Legal Studies Advisory Committee for the University of New Haven and has served on that committee since 2004. Welcome to the Paralegal Voice, Georgette. Thank you, Vicki. Tracy L. Young, RP, has been a paralegal for more than 25 years. Tracy currently serves on the board of NFPA as vice president and director of positions and issues. Tracy has a Bachelor of Arts from the University of Virginia and a paralegal certificate from the American Institute of Paralegal Studies. Tracy is a registered paralegal, having passed the Paralegal Advanced Competency Exam in December 2000. We welcome you to the Paralegal Voice, Tracy. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be on your show today. Uh, Georgette, can you tell us a little bit more about your job and your specialty areas? Of course. Uh, In our firm, we have a litigation group that I'm a part of. The litigation group uh, concentrates in legal malpractice defense, medical malpractice defense, municipal defense, and some plaintiff's personal injury work. My responsibilities run the full range from initial file intake 
fact investigation, drafting of pleadings and discovery, trial preparation, and attendance at trial. Sounds like we have the same job, Georgette. <laughs> <laughs> same job, different place, right? Right. Tracy, this is Vicki. What about your job and your specialty areas? I work for the East Stewart Jones Law Firm in Troy, New York, which is a fairly small firm. We have five attorneys and three paralegals. The firm focuses on plaintiff, personal injury, and medical malpractice work and criminal defense. Um, I do very little work in the criminal defense area. I primarily work on the personal injury end of it. And uh, I pretty much do what Georgette does in terms of uh, working on the file from beginning to end, uh, all phases in between, although I don't get much opportunity to actually go to trial because we tend to settle cases and not actually go to the courtroom. Georgette, can you provide us with a brief history of NAFPA and tell us about the organization's goals? Sure. NFPA was formed in 1974 as a nonprofit organization, and it's one of the oldest national paralegal associations with 53 member associations and more than 10,000 members. The members include paralegals working in both traditional and non-traditional roles at law firms, corporations, litigation support companies, government agencies, legal service agencies, and in other roles. NFPA is considered a grassroots organization, which means that decisions are made by the delegates, who are representatives from the local associations meeting once a year at our annual policy meeting, and they consider issues affecting our profession and vote on those issues. And each member association, no matter how big or small, has one vote on policy decisions at the annual meeting. NFPA's core purpose is to advance the paralegal profession while being responsive to member needs, committed to honesty and integrity, providing visionary leadership, embracing diversity, and committed to the profession's code of ethics. NFPA updated its goals last year to meet the needs of its core values, and those goals now include achieving financial security, achieving regulation standards for the paralegal profession through the advocacy efforts of NFPA, making NFPA more transparent through the free flow of information between NFPA leadership, local association leadership, and the membership, achieving a larger, more inclusive membership, and for NFPA members achieving individual excellence in the paralegal profession. Georgette, that's a, that's a very thorough response. Uh, and um, you may have already answered my next question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. What benefits does NFPA provide to its members? I haven't answered that yet, but I'm happy to do so. The most significant tangible benefit that our members receive is a subscription to NFPA's bi-monthly magazine, The National Paralegal Reporter. All of our members receive that magazine as part of their membership, and the articles in it include issues of national importance to paralegals, which include such topics as education, technology, summaries of recent case law, uh, and information on national conferences, among other topics. We also have member discounts and special programs with various companies, and those include such companies as Macy's, Dell, and insurance plans with insurers, just to name a few. We also have uh, CLE opportunities on our website, and we provide national conferences, which are available to our members free of charge, such as our uh, leadership, pro bono, PACE ambassadors, and regulation conferences. You mentioned earlier uh, NAFPA's goal um, was to advocate for regulation, so I'm going to direct this question to Tracy. Uh, what is NAFPA's position on the regulation of the paralegal profession? Well, regulation um, is a very important issue to our NFPA member associations. Uh, NFPA endorses regulation in order to establish standards for all paralegals on a state-by-state -state basis. 
particularly if such regulation expands the utilization of paralegals in order to deliver cost-efficient legal services. NFPA supports mandatory licensure as its preferred form of regulation, but we have also established recommended minimal guidelines for any regulatory plan, which includes specific educational and ethical standards. In fact, NFPA has developed two templates for use in drafting regulation plans, which templates can be found on our website, the Model Act for Paralegal Licensure and the Model Plan for Regulation. Those are on our website on the regulation page. Um, in addition, NFPA strongly supports paralegal participation in the development and operation of any regulation program. It's time to take a quick break now. When we come back, we'll continue our conversation with Georgette Lovelace and Tracy L. Young. Terrace understands the unique demands during litigation. Our clients tell us they are spending less time and money through all phases of legal case management with the customized approach of Terrace. We are a nationally recognized litigation service provider with offices in eight cities, working with law firms and in-house corporate legal groups to provide custom solutions within your budget. Terrace can help. For more information, please call 877-99-TERRACE or visit www.terrace.com. NALA means professional. NALA offers classroom and web-based continuing education and professional development for all paralegals. And NALA's certified paralegal credential has been a gold standard of professionalism for over 30 years. More than 15,000 paralegals have this certification, and nearly 2,000 have achieved the demanding advanced certified paralegal. NALA works actively with others in the legal field to promote the value of paralegals and to advance paralegal professionalism. See more about why NALA means professional at www.nala.org. Welcome back to the Paralegal Voice. I'm Vicki Voison. Our guests today are Georgette Lovelace and Tracy L. Young, representing the National Federation of Paralegal Associations. Tracy, before the break, we were discussing regulation. Um, how do you think that regulation could benefit the paralegal profession? I think regulation would benefit the profession by defining the paralegal profession and restricting the use of the title paralegal to only qualified individuals thereby eliminating some of the misperceptions of the public and employers regarding the profession. I think professions need to be defined in order to be recognized as a full profession. Um, regulation could also benefit the profession by encouraging better utilization of paralegals and expanding paralegal duties and responsibilities. Regulation seems to be consistent with the delivery of effective and efficient legal services. Regulation would provide clear and reasonable expectations by both employers and clients of the fundamental education, knowledge, and abilities of paralegals, similar to the basic expectations found in other professions. Tracy, I know you recently held a joint conference in, uh, in Washington, D.C. Uh, tell us a bit about NFPA's mm -hmm. joint conference. Well, the joint conference is our combined regulation conference, leadership conference, and PACE Ambassadors Conference. This was actually the first time that we held all three of them together. Um, the regulation conference is actually open to non-NFPA members, while leadership and PACE Ambassadors is focused only for members. And it's uh, 
all of the conferences are at no cost for each of the, for the NFPA members. Uh, they just have to pay for travel and whatever. Um, but it provides a great opportunity for networking and um, learning all about regulation that's happening all across the country and some of the basics about what types of regulation there are and uh, the kinds of things that some of the estates like North Carolina um, that we can learn from their experiences um, in terms of having regulation effectuated. Leadership is geared towards um, developing both NFPA leaders and local leaders, and the PACE Ambassadors Conference is focused on our PACE exam, the Paralegal Advanced Competency Exam. The ambassadors are individuals from the local associations who um, work on supporting the PACE exam amongst their local members, sometimes lead study groups, and generally promoting uh, the PACE exam amongst the local associations. This year, we had a tremendous response of attendees. We actually had to close the registration for the leadership and regulation conferences because we had so many people interested in attending, we couldn't fit any more in the room. Um, we, uh, as I said, we uh, were extremely pleased with the uh, response this year. Uh, Tracy, that's a wonderful problem to have as a <laughs> yes, full house, at these, especially these days with CLE dollars being so tight. Yep. Yep. Um, Georgette, uh, you guys have an upcoming convention. Can you tell us a little bit more about that, including the date and location? We do. The 2010 convention is being hosted by the Philadelphia Association of Paralegals and is actually being held right across the river from Philadelphia in Cherry Hill, New Jersey at the Holiday Inn Crown Plaza. It's taking place from October 7th through the 10th. And the way the convention is structured is there's obviously certain things on certain days. The Thursday date of the convention is always our seminar day, and that is open to non-members as well as members. There are four seminar tracks, so there'll be an opportunity to choose from 16 seminars that day. Uh, The region meetings are held on Friday the 8th, and the annual policy meeting is held on Saturday the 9th and Sunday the 10th, and those are open to members and invited guests only. We have, are currently working on the registration brochure and expect registration to go live on July 1st, and that will include a detailed brochure which will list all the seminars and provide specific agendas for the entire four-day event. We're also excited this year that we're going to be uh, offering our attendees the opportunity to dress down on Friday of the convention weekend in exchange for a small donation to the charity that we've chosen for this year, which is the National Breast Cancer Foundation. And so we expect to see lots of attendees wearing pink that day. Georgia, what were those dates again? Uh, October 7th through the 10th. It's a Thursday to a Sunday. Thanks. And now, as a leader in our profession, what would you say to listeners considering a paralegal career? One of the most important things that I always like to say is that being a paralegal is a career. It is not just a job. And beyond that, it can be whatever you make of it. It can be as much responsibility and as much variety as you're looking for. There are paralegals in almost every area of the law, so no matter what field interests you, be it litigation, probate, bankruptcy, or one of the many other areas of law, chances are that you can work as a paralegal in that field. So look for the opportunities. And Georgette, I agree. There's there just is such an expanding um, range of specialty areas to choose from these days, including uh, intellectual property, uh, lots of technology-related specialty areas. So um, it's an exciting time to be a paralegal. Uh, Tracy, we're going to pose the same question to you. What would you say to listeners who are thinking about a paralegal career? 
Well, my response is very similar. Um, the paralegal career has many diverse opportunities it be between the different areas of law and the different types of employers, including the growing um, non-traditional career options for paralegals in technology and related areas. Um, when I gave a presentation on what the future holds for the paralegal profession, I summed it up with four words, which I think are still relevant. Expansion, education, technology, and regulation. And I'm going to repeat what Georgette said, and that I think the most important thing is that a paralegal is a career, not a job. Tracy, I totally agree with that. Most paralegals really are here for the long haul. Now, if listeners want more information about NFPA, who should they contact? Well, we have a great website, which is www.paralegals.org. Uh, if they're looking to join, they should first start by looking to see if there's a local association in their area, which is listed on our website. Otherwise, there are applications available, again, right from the website that they can click on and join individually. If they have questions, they can contact our headquarters, which is info at paralegals.org, or the phone number, which is also listed on the website. Thanks to Georgette Lovelace, RP, and Tracy L. Young, RP, representatives of the National Federation of Paralegal Associations, also known as NAFPA, for taking the time to be with us today. We really appreciate it. It's our pleasure. If you have questions about today's show, please email them to the Paralegal Voice at gmail.com. We're going to take another short break and come back with some paralegal news and announcements. We'll be right back. Introducing Westlaw Deposition Services. Our team will arrange the deposition logistics for you anywhere in the world. Our court reporters are certified live note reporters, making them the very best real-time reporters available. Our professional video production team produces trial-ready video, digitized and synced to the transcript. Experience the Westlaw Deposition Services difference so you can focus on the essential aspects of your work. To schedule a deposition, call 1-800-548-3668 or visit westlawdepositions.com. Interested in having a show on Legal Talk Network? We'd like to talk to you about building your firm's marketing strategy with legal podcasts. Give us a call at 781-551-9960. That's LegalTalkNetwork.com. Welcome back to the Paralegal Voice. Now, Lynn, I've been working on a new ethics course, and there's more information about that at paralegalmentor.com. So I'm going to forgo my practice tip today so you can have more time for your social media tip. And also, I, I think you've got some exciting news to announce today. I, d I do want to talk a little bit about social media and how it changes lives, including mine. Uh, my social media tip was going to start out as... Um, the purpose of social media is to be helpful, to share resources, to answer questions, and to mentor like Vicki does so well, and to be mentored. Uh, Twitter, it's a terrific venue because information is delivered so quickly because of the 140-character post limit. If you're not already using it, you'd be surprised at the incredible exchanges of information that occur, even with a couple of private back-and-forth direct messages, which are also known as DMs. For example, I'd had an idea stuck in my head for a single panel paralegal cartoon. I'd had that idea stuck in my head for about 18 months. Um, I called her the percolating paralegal, um, but I did not know how to get her from my sketchbook 
to a real online life, uh, similar to attorney and artist Charles Fincher, uh, what he's done with his legal art and cartoons at lawcomics.com, including the infamous cartoon attorney Richard Prickman. And that's a joke. He's not real. Um, but I got to know Charles via Twitter. Ask him for advice, and in a short series of DMs or direct messages, he told me how to get her from paper to a coffee mug near you. Without Twitter, this would never have happened. Whether it's a LinkedIn profile, a guest post for a professional blog, or a quick question answered via Twitter or Facebook, networking via social media can change your life or someone else's for the better. And that's my social media tip for the day. Lynn, I couldn't agree with you more. I have connected with so many people through Twitter and it's, you know, well, unless people really get involved with it, they just don't understand all the benefits. So that's a really great tip. And I look forward to hearing more about the Percolate and Paralegal in the future. Thank you. That's all the time we have for today for the Paralegal Voice. Don't forget to check out the show notes on our blogs, practicalparalegalism.com and paralegalmentor.com. This is Lynn Devaney. And this is Vicki Voison, thanking you all for joining us today and reminding you to make your paralegal voice heard. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. Thanks for listening to The Paralegal Voice with Linda Venny and Vicki Voison. This podcast is produced by the Legal Talk Network. Be sure to get the next edition of the podcast. Subscribe to the RSS feed on LegalTalkNetwork.com or in iTunes. The Lunch Hour Legal Marketing Podcast, your resource for the tips and tactical advice you need to grow your business. Plus, keep up with the news and commentary you crave to stay one step ahead. It's hosted by me, Gee Sakalakis. And me, Conrad Song. Every other week, we break down the issues holding back your marketing strategy and talk about the changes you need to be prepared for. Check out the Lunch Hour Legal Marketing Podcast wherever you get your podcasts or on YouTube.